Hello there, you're tuned into Mud Hut. Today is Saturday. It's a lovely summer's day. Please do enjoy my podcast. It's the 6th of July 2019. And next up, you'll be getting the transits for today. I think I'm going to publish this episode now as with Anchor FM it does take one or two hours for it to get onto all the other platforms and RSS feeds so please do uh, look out on my Instagram and my Twitter for announcements for adding on to this episode as things are happening because that's life things happen and I want to have them on a daily content basis because traditionally you have a timeline or if you're a radio show you have everything worked out planned out scripted with all the things pre-planned but life isn't like that and my life certainly isn't like that so I'm always on the hop always off the cuff always from the tap of the down look out for more segments to this episode I'm publishing this right now This morning's transits on Saturday the 6th of July. This is the 8.48 a.m. UT time. This isn't Greenwich Mean Time, but it's a vague guide for where the planets are transiting around our planet Earth. So Sunday, we have 14 degrees Cancer. The moon is in two degrees Virgo. So now we really are gonna feel a different kind of energy today. Whereas before, like three or four days ago, up until now, it's been kind of smushy, a bit kind of like a heroin phase. Like, you know, you're feeling kind of drifting and quite yummy and comforting and just sinking into some kind of marshmallow atmosphere. Um, Sensitivity-wise, so super sensitive. And now we've got the juxtaposition of the sun in Cancer and the moon in Virgo. So now we've got very conflicting energies today. So if you were born out there with the sun in Cancer in the moon in Virgo, you were born on a day like today where the, those big old planets <laughs> were. I mean, there's different variations, obviously, um, to each July baby. But so, yeah, moon in Virgo, Marquis de Sade, you name it, all the deviants were born with Moon in Virgo who make history. <laughs> Jimmy Savile <laughs> being one of them. Um, if I just click onto um, these transits. So, okay, so the timings of these transits are New York. So UT time is New York time. Uh, I, th- I think there are, are they seven hours in front or something like that, or seven hours behind or Oh, four hours? Anyway, this goes to show my knowledge of that. Um, There's, yeah, if I could, I mean, I haven't got any lists in front of me, but I have done a um, artwork with those people with Moon in Virgo um, because they, 
each and every one of them without fail has been some kind of funky deviant in a good way and in a negative way throughout history um so anyway i'm waffling about moon in virgo but they are mm, they're very strong virgo energy is strong at the best of times and um those born with moon and virgo so for example okay madonna say no more moon and virgo sharon tate she's aquarius moon and virgo jodie foster scorpio moon and virgo they're all quite quirky quite out there Nicki minaj the edgy jfk moon and virgo um actually the dalai lama that's i'm so glad i just got that up he has his cancer moon in virgo and he's a very um happy-go-lucky guy but he's he's very uh uh not conducive to what a tibetan monk might be like he's very um ahead of his time he can think ahead he's up with all the latest trends and information when it comes to being in the modern world whereas i don't think previous dalai lamas have been quite so modern um zayn malik from Uno Directiono, <laughs> uh, Zach Efron, who's my niece's favourite, he's Libra, Moon and Virgo, Jack Nicholson, Moon and Virgo, see what I mean, these sort of like quite tasty characters, um, Robert Redford, Sean Connery, Moon and Virgo, James Franco, Moon and Virgo, yeah, so he's a bit of a deviant, <laughs> Elon Musk is a Cancerian, Moon and Virgo, so he would have been born where the sun and moon so he was born in 1971 in south africa so he would his the sun and moon when he was born would have been and then but it's cancer moon and virgo so um john travolta moon and virgo stephen hawkins moon and virgo very edgy people you know they're very thinkers but uh, maybe overthinkers a lot of these people maybe serge gainsbourg mm-hmm cinema um, Gordon Ramsay, Moon and Virgo, very angry man, sun in Scorpio there. Um, yeah, we've got all these strong... They've always got a look, these people, haven't they? They've always got some kind of, like, um, perseverance in their eyes. Serena Williams, Libra, Moon and Virgo. Oh, my God, no one... Thank God she's good at tennis. Um, Sean Puffy Coombs. Keith Richards is a fabulous example of the juxtaposition between Sagittarius and Moon and Virgo. Um, very different, different energies smushed together there. Um, David Lynch, Capricorn, Moon and Virgo. Very surreal person. Um, yeah, I could. I mean, I could go on. Uh, so going back to today's transits, the people that I know personally with Cancer, Moon and Virgo... Um, are are seriously confusing but they've got things like in other aspects like Venus and Leo and things like that so that really does make people set aside from other people so you do have to have your birth chart done for you to know how it affects you as an individual on each day because the moon and all the other planets are continually moving. It's never the same for any individual. Next up, we've got Mercury at four degrees Leo, Venus at three degrees Cancer, Mars at two degrees Leo, Jupiter at 16 degrees retrograde Sagittarius, Saturn at 17 degrees retrograde Capricorn, Uranus at six degrees Taurus, 
no, not retrograde. Neptune is 18 degrees retrograde Pisces. Pluto is 22 degrees retrograde Capricorn. And Chiron is 5 degrees Aries. True node, 17 degrees Cancer. True Lilith, 13 degrees retrograde Aquarius. And uh, we have a waxing moon at 16 degrees. And those are your transits for Saturday and vaguely for Sunday, 6th and 7th of July, where I will do a report on the Mercury retrograde due on the Sunday. So just for now, double, double check, make sure all your journeys are planned out quite well. No faffing about don't just leave it lastminute.com. Try and organise yourself as well as possible. Kids, folk, old people, young people, lovely, lovely, lovely people. And uh, have a great day. It's going to be a lovely sunny summer's day. How rare is that after months and months of drabness and inconsistent weather? Let's have it. just to articulate the Virgo energy. I don't know if you know any Virgos out there. Um, They are very, very pernickety. I don't know if that's a word that you can translate into. It's not just picky. I suppose that's kind of like the stereotypical thing that people would say about Virgos. But I I read somewhere once that um, there could be a really, really, really messy room and everything is just topsy-turvy and just clothes scattered everywhere. And you could just take away one random sock and hide it. And that Virgo will go in the room and be like, where the heck is my sock? (laughs) For the mess. (laughs) You know, and my experience of Virgos, I knew a girl who lived up the road from me and she was like massively, I wonder if she was double Virgo or had Virgo rising as well as being sun in Virgo. And she was very grown up for her, for her, I mean, she was like two years younger than me, but she looked about 10 years older than me when I was like 14, you know. Um, And I'd love going around her house. She had a lovely attic room um, that she sort of, she was like a bit, bit of a goth and uh, she had a lovely sort of dresser and bedroom and the vibration was so lovely in the railway and the, the trains would go past the back of her bedroom and uh, she had a vague tiny little balcony and um, just but then um, and she was super intelligent very well read she would read 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 all the time um, she was definitely an old soul but then there was a side to her that was very intolerant and very kind of harsh and very kind of like no mm, not today kind of thing you know and as an Aquarian I you know I'm super sensitive I'm you know like like I will like sort of like (laughs) respond negatively to that although I try to understand what makes that person flip from mood to sort of mood and um, I find that there is I mean I love Virgos my dad was a Virgo Um, his energy was work it was a very hard worker but also and very very funny man but also a very morose man also very melancholy um so yeah this energy is similar to that and 
they do Virgo energy criticizes and so if you've got moon and Virgo you have a voice in your head that criticizes and I think on Mercury retrograde and days like today if you've got cancer energy it's super sensitive and moon and Virgo that criticism will will just be continual I don't know if people with moon and Virgo and sun in cancer know how to be use that energy to to be nice to themselves and love themselves and be kind to themselves and be kind to other people love other people just have an open heart despite what your mind is critically telling you constantly and um i personally would find it difficult to have moon in virgo myself because it must be just really difficult to just sort of notice everything see everything and and be so alert i mean i'm quite observant at and quite alert myself I've got moon and Aries so I'm quite springy jumpy I can you know what I mean I'm I'm quite flexible and and limber and you know um you can look at me and think I'm any of those not any of those things but you know never underestimate an Aquarian well I'm a third deck and I'm on the cusp of Pisces um Pisces energy is is there I'm 28 degrees so um yeah, Virgo energy. I just want to say out there, people, you know, with, with this energy, just um, just be open to to um, just nice things, as 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 opposed to being critical about yourself in a negative way. So in yesterday's episode, I said that I would give you a update how the energies were yesterday. And sure enough, there were some miscommunications, but um, uh, everything kind of worked out without minimum damage, you know, sort of time, you know, times and things over the last couple of days, especially when you're working with Leo energy when that you know when other people have Leo energy and I'm Aquarius energy I'm so laid back like I have gone from being the organizer of things to if somebody else is organizing things I never interfere that's just my energy I I just wait for things to pan out and then when they're ready I'm ready I'm you know as long as I've got a little bit of advancement you know advance warning um, just to go with the flow, in other words, especially with these sort of energies, you just like can't force things, you can't control things. It's not possible, people. Try to just, you know, be free if you can. I know that just sounds so hippy dippy, but I'm, if you ever saw me, I'm least the least hippy dippy person you'll ever meet. Um, so what I wanted to say about energies yesterday, I really, I thought that the transport was okay. Um, getting to places were okay. No, no major glitches. Um, emotion wise, fantastic. Um, the serotonin is, and and the sun and vitamin D, I think is feeding us, us all in such a positive way. Um, I know that a lot of the time we complain when it gets this hot and we're just like, so hot, I can't go, I hate it. But like, you know what, we, we just, look, I can see a grey cloud right now. So thank God I've packed my boiler suit because I've got my sundress on right now. And I know that if I'm going to be in some forest in my boiler suit and in, in, in it gets cold, 
I'm not a happy bunny, so I have to bring my provisions, my flask of tea and ting, and um, just yeah. Uh, so yesterday was a was a pretty much panned out okay. Had a bit of a hangover from the day before, but just made some uh, scrambled eggs and beans on toast <laughs> to get me through the day. Um, so the another other art fair was good. Uh, my only thing about that thing is is that it's um, coming from. I was saying, you know, Van, if it if Van Gogh was kind of born today, there's no way in a million trillion years that he'd be able to afford one thousand two hundred pounds, man. One twelve hundred pounds. That's not even dollars or rupees. You know, to 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 have a t- stall size of a bedroom wardrobe. To, to get your paintings it's just not worth it I mean my paintings for example are quite large scale so I just it just wouldn't be that conducive for me and the type of buyers that go there will range from you know um, there are luxury buyers there I can see but uh, but also like punters that will just come along just to see, have, see it as an event an art event which is great and it's great exposure it's always good but like I say, if you're a poor artist like Mr. Van Gogh, there's no way that, you know, I don't even think Jean-Michel Basquiat would entertain paying that much money to show some work. I mean, I'm sure you do make the sales and, and break even, but um, my my understanding of sales, um, depending on what type of artwork you ha- you'd have, because if you've got sort of like very kind of uh, aesthetically pleasing pieces for people's, you know, spaces and in, in sort of nice houses, you know, it's that that sort of thing is fine. You know, the four hundred and fifty pounds sort of thing with beautifully framed things. Well, I mean, it's not possible for me to have beautifully beautifully framed things because, you know, I don't think. Rauschenberg was thinking about things being framed when he was p- putting his works together or pack or Pollock for that for that matter but ultimately you know I always think um with my pieces if people want to frame them they can because interiors are all so different so if you choose a black frame or a silver frame or a white frame it's never it's, it's never going to be correct for individuals interior rooms even so I just leave my canvases free like me um so yeah yesterday's vibe was wicked let's I'll give you the rundown of how the vibe went today on the 6th of July in 1907 6th of July 1907 Uh, we don't know the exact time in Mexico there in uh, Coyoacan Coyoacan, Mexico a female artist Frida Kahlo was born and at the time in Mexico 
the moon was at 29 degrees Taurus. So I wonder if she was moon... Uh, moon. <laughs> well, I wanted to say about the moon there. And I also wanted to say another thing at the same time. So it all came out a bit higgledy-piggledy. So uh, the moon is exalted in Taurus, which gave her... Which which the moon likes to be best when it's positioned in the moon... The, what we call Taurus. Um, that we sort of... As astronomers and astrologers thousands of years ago plotted out where what they're going to be called so it happens to be when the moon is in the position around the planet happens to be called Taurus it likes being there and it is happy being there and it genuinely is conducive to being uh, a good thing for babies being born with that element for emotions and the way I always find that um, in my experience of moon and Taurus people they are really lucky they're princely they have um, and they also take it for granted a lot of this this energy that you know luck happens to them all the time when it doesn't they get very down about it and it's and it's like well (laughs) lucky you for having luck in the first place man you know so yeah Frida Kahlo um sun in 13 degrees cancer we don't know if these degrees are that accurate um because we can i i can't imagine anyone really can clarify her exact birth time um so i mean these are these these are sort of vague outlines um mercury in six degrees leo and venus is in gemini and her mars is in 13 degrees retrograde capricorn uh so all these um elements here are really great combinations for hard working very driven person um so we've got what we've got saturn in pisces so i mean yeah um when she was born saturn was in pisces so there there I'd like to say it was a, it wasn't, it was a pleasant upbringing, childhood for her, being a baby born into a land. Um, so I, I find it interesting. Other pursuits on this, on today, obviously I did mention before Dalai Lama um, was also born today, but he has similar aspects to the actual day today. So he Dalai Lama there and Kevin Hart the. Um, Kevin Hart, the actor. I thought that might have been... No, I have no idea who that is. I thought Kevin Hart was the comedian. He was Sagittarius, so... No. People with the same aspect, Pluto, sextile ascendant... With... Frida Kahlo. Um, Jean Moreau. Um, Jean-Marie Le Pen. Justin Timberlake and Nicole Richie um, having the same opposite Mars Ludwig van Beethoven David Icke Richard III of England <laughs> sorry I got all partridge there um, so yeah really these sort of energies do are completely catastrophically and brilliantly out there you know i don't think people necessarily would have been on board 
immediately with these energies that the ideas and processes that they choose in life um I mean, I believe her story is one of tragedy and happiness. It's like it could be quite Shakespearean in that she she was quite a strong personality, anywho, um, and then tragically had an accident on the bus and was left paralysed, and then forged her craft whilst being bedridden, really. Um, it just shows the perseverance of these energies together because they're not aligned. They're not necessarily gifted in the way that it's meant to be, no matter what. You know, it's like some people were born and they're just meant to be elevated or they're meant to be de-elevated, if that's a word. You know, some, some signs I look and I see their chart and it's just like, oh, well, it definitely was written in the stars that you were going to be a billionaire, you know. Um... But no, she doesn't have those kind of like easy, easy combinations. They're very hardworking, very difficult, you know, lots of obstacles and obstructions there. Um, but, but all the tools in place to see her through and um, emotionally, mentally, physically... Um, see her through so she died on the 13th of July 1954 so she had a cancerian death as well as a cancerian birth Um, and she was in her late 40s so very interesting they call it naive folk art I, don't, I just think that's so patronising, you know, I think they should just, just like, stop calling things primitive and naive. And, and I find myself saying, oh, yeah, I suppose I'm quite primitive in the way I approach canvas. But it's actually none, none of those things because I, I just use energies and at that moment, at that time, it's never the same at any given time, you know. And trying to explain that to somebody is you know, it's quite difficult. <laughs> so, start, um, native folk art style to explore questions of identity, post-colonialism, gender, class and race in Mexican society. And, you know, uh, it was, and it was um, quite prevalent that she was known, a known painter because she had hooked up with Diego Rivera who was a a muriel, a muralist, a muriel, a mural movement in Mexico. A founder. Gosh, he was a lot older. Sagittarian. Oh, eighth December. Oh, lovely Sag. Very loving. I suppose a Cancerian always just needs that unconditional love, the one that will follow them around, regardless. So um, yeah, those are my two penneth worth. Gosh, it gone on eight minutes talking about Frida Kahlo.
You've been listening to Mud Hut Energies for Saturday and Sunday. Thanks for tuning in and listening to my podcast and getting to the end. Well done. Do join me on Instagram at ASHADC or on Twitter ASHADC1. 